Welcome to Giant Cocktails, a podcast where lifelong fans talk about the San Francisco Giants while drinking homemade cocktails. And now, here's your hosts, Ben and Matthew Henry. Welcome back to another episode of Giant Cocktails. I am your host, Ben Henry, alongside my brother and co-host, the decorous Matthew Henry. How you doing, Matthew? I've never been described as being decorous before. That's either like I'm dressed nicely uh, or... I conduct myself in a in a uh, 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 I don't even know I don't know I don't know. Oh, you poli- are politely by- and restrained. Yes, <laughs> politely and distra- d- uh, what estranged, restrained, no. distrained, distrained. Sure. Yes, that. <laughs> <laughs> restrained. Uh Merriam Webster tells me that uh that uh, uh you are um marked by propriety, propriety and good taste. Well, that's true. <laughs> that's what I thought. That's why I called you that. Thank you. Uh I'm glad we agree. I'm glad we agree. And folks, he's nothing like that. <laughs> then why did you I, even say it? I cuz I wanted to see how you would react. And this is this is good. I got a good reaction. Yeah, it's, out of it's you. fun for you, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> Everything that we do in this show is basically me You're, watching how you behave and react. Uh, all right, yeah. all right. Well, yeah. you know, I'm glad I yeah. could be that was, you know, the focus of of your your amusement. Well, that was the point of the whole show at the beginning, right? Like it was just going to be you, me, and our mother listening. That's right. Right, and so so I figured, like, what else is there to do? Although I was listening back to some of our older episodes. This is total tangent. Sorry, folks, but man, we've gotten a lot better at this. Is that right? We were. I still feel we like were, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't, um, but I, and I don't, I don't either. But but we say it with so much more gusto now. Ah. You know, yeah. I will yeah. say from the editing side, we say ums and uhs a lot less. Well, that is a big that is a big change. I, I do at yeah. least. Yeah, I would say that in the old days we were more um, Pavlochian. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> needless needless shot. Isn't that a pa- uh, Pavlovian? Pavlovian. No, I was I was thinking of <laughs> I was thinking of another podcaster. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, Matthew, I have a I have a question for you. Of course you do. But it was written by a special guest. Is this going to be a normal feature, by the way? Uh, what the question? I don't know if you How noticed, you generate Matthew, but the I've... questions because I I I I know you and you get on these kind of like, "Oh, this is a great idea. I think we should just roll with it." And and maybe we should explain to the listeners what what we're talking about. What, the question that I just asked you? I was, it was written by a special guest. I was going to tell them who the special guest was. Everybody's talking about him. Yes. I mean, you can't, go, you can't go anywhere without hearing about this person or this thing. Our question today was written by ChatGPT, the, uh, the artificial intelligence that uh, does not know how to sequence events, cannot do math. Uh, the other day it told me that two lines that are per- perpendicular, perpendicular of each other can have a third line that is perpendicular of both of them. And folks, in case you don't know, and hey, no shame if you don't, no shame. I'm not judging. I'm judging a little bit. <laughs> That's not possible. Uh, but ChatGPT, hey, it doesn't care. So, but anyway, Matthew, ChatGPT wants to know if you could switch lives with any mythical creature for a day, which one would it be and why? Define creature. Like um, non-human? Well, yeah. I mean, it's a mythical creature. So, like, you know, um, I mm. don't know, a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I didn't oh, mean that. Oh, man. Um, a a meant, nice a, Dodger fan. A, a nice Dodger fan, yeah. <laughs> uh, a jackalope. Is, uh, it would be a mythical creature. 
okay. a uh, okay, no, I, I Sas- get you. I got Sasquatch. Mm-hmm. Sasquatch. Although some of our listeners may disagree that that's mythical, and you know, we can all agree to disagree. Right. Right. I. For some reason. I don't, for some reason, an elf pops into my head, okay. and I have no idea. Maybe I'll it's just because it. I can't think of any other mythical creatures, but I feel like. Like, and not like the Harry Potter, like, house elf kind of thing, but just kind of, you know, it would be fun. To, like, especially if I like wasn't Legolas, one of the... Like like uh like uh, Lord of the Rings elf. Yes, yes. Like Dungeons and Dragons elf. Yes. Little, a little mm-hmm. badass, um, but also, you know, a little fun. Okay. Okay. Yeah, cool. Good choice. Good choice. Um, I would be a Sphinx. Hmm. Uh, cause they, uh, they ask lots of stupid questions. <laughs> Do they really? <laughs> anyway, folks, today is Wednesday, February, uh, no, it's Tuesday, Tuesday, February 7th. As we record this podcast, we are recording a day early to accommodate Matthew's, um, packed socials calendar. Whatever. Uh, it's, it's my job. Yeah. You know, I, I, the thing that they pay me to do, unlike this thing. Right. Okay. Sure. Whatever. Um, okay. Uh, excuses, excuses. Uh, let's see what happened in the past week. The giants announced a bunch of stuff. Things are starting to heat up folks. Um, things are starting to heat up. Um, and, uh, let's see, we had fan fest. We had, which, which we might talk a little bit about. Uh, we didn't go, but, but we know that it happened. Um, let's see. Uh, they announced all their non-roster invitees. Yeah, which is you know something to um, definitely get excited about. Definitely something to get excited about. Um, and uh, let's see what else is happening. Oh, this Matthew, this episode that we're recording right now is the last episode of season two. We are kicking off season three next week, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that. Yeah, it's um, kind of amazing that we've uh, lasted two seasons, two full seasons. We've lasted two full seasons, and they haven't canceled us yet. And in this particular case, we've actually we've actually recorded for like fifty two consecutive weeks, which I haven't wow, done that's, anything that's amazing for that long consecutively. I didn't. I didn't do that. <laughs> I I took a week off. That's true. You, you had, did. Um, you went to Iceland. You did some yeah. things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I went to Iceland, and we had a, a guest host. Yes. And and I'm not going to comment on if that person was better or not, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I only listened to half the episode. I got bored. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, it's time for the question, Bob. Trivia question. D- Bob doesn't have oh, a, a question sorry. to ask you. Sorry, uh, it's not, that's season three, man. Ben. <laughs> yeah, Bob, I, Bob I is uh, is on. Um, is still getting paid on season two money, so we haven't. We that's haven't, right. That's right. We haven't okay, done we season haven't, three yet. <laughs> right. Okay. In sorry, the meantime, sorry, sorry, I will sorry. ask the trivia question. Matthew, ask the trivia question, please. I'm going to stop talking now. <laughs> so the radio station that I listen to here in Santa Rosa has this this bit that they do every day, and it's sponsored by like a lo- like it used to be by a really great pizza place called Home Run Pizza. Uh, now I think it's Subway, which is kind of a yeah, eh. but. Uh, but they do this thing called the impossible trivia question or nearly, I'm sorry, nearly impossible trivia question. And then they ask a question and people call in and whoever gets it wins the prize. Right. And, and we don't have any prizes and I'm not, no one's calling in, but I do have a nearly impossible trivia question. Uh, this one is, you know, the other ones, you, you know, we've been throwing some softballs uh, to start this, but this one uh, is definitely uh, a, a really challenging one. So the question is who holds the highest single season war in Giants history. And it's not who you think it is. I will tell you that. It's not Gabby Hartnett? No, not Gabby Hartnett. I don't think he was even a Giant. Yeah. Not Johnny Lamasso um, either, surprisingly. Mm, not Holden McGroin? <laughs> oh, no, not Holden McGroin. <laughs> um... Well, I would guess one of the Willies. I would guess maybe a Bonds. Yeah, those but are all fine I'm, guesses, but yeah, yeah, we will okay. find I, out I, at I, the end. I, we yeah. will find out. We will find out. I'm gonna go with um, Juan Marichal. Okay, that's a good one. That's a good one. That's my guess. That's my guess. I bet you Juan has a pretty good high season war. We'll have to I find out. That's I bet he does. I bet he does. He's, uh, you know what? Uh, for swings taken at a uh, catcher, he's one for one. 
Um, <laughs> anyway, now is the question. Now is the time for Bob? Yes. Oh, that question. Okay. Yeah, one of these days yeah. you'll get it right, even though we have it spelled <laughs> out on our sheets here. Uh, well, uh, yeah, I, I made the sheet. I guess I need to make it bigger. I guess. I guess. All right, Bob. Yeah, ask Ben the question. What are you drinking, Ben? Well, thank you for asking, Bob. That's very kind of you. Well, I am drinking a special cocktail that was created by one of the people who host this show. Hint, it wasn't me. And it's called, well, the working title was Typical Ben Rum Drink. And uh, Matthew has been working on some, some art for season three. And uh, he was showing it off to me, and uh, he needed a placeholder for a recipe. And I thought that I would go ahead and try to make that and then drink it on tonight's show um, just for funsies. And the good news is, folks, I'm drinking it and not you. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so it's called the Typical Ben Rum Drink. I'm choosing it to call it the Headless Toucan. Uh, and uh, you'll have to wait to see the image on Instagram to understand why I called it that, but that's what it is. It's the Headless Toucan, and it has one ounce of, well, I used a 151 rum, which is a dark rum that I have in my cabinet. It just The recipe originally just called for a dark rum, but I'm using one ounce of 151. And the reason I did that is because the second ingredient on the list was, I think, Matthew, you said... A rum that will kill you? Yes. One ounce mm-hmm. of rum that will kill you. One ounce of a rum that will kill you. So that's the 151. Clearly. But it's also the dark rum. So I had to come in with another rum. I went in with one of my favorites. It's the Probitas uh, blended white rum, aged blended white rum. And I did one ounce of that. Then we followed that up with one ounce of pineapple juice. And, you know, so far, things are okay. And typically what you would expect at this point is, you know, you've you've just put in your pineapple juice, so that's your sweet. You know, it's a little understated, so this might be a little bit spirit-forward cocktail. And uh, and now you come in with your your sour, and, uh, and you could stop there. Really, done. But no, Matthew kicked it up a notch by calling for one ounce of Ogre Eat. Some of you may call this Orjat. Um... And uh, which is a, you know, a for those of you who don't know, in case this is the first episode you've ever listened to, is a sweetened, um, uh, what, what? Almond, almond-based syrup. Almond, almond-based syrup. Thank you, Matthew. Uh, and then you follow that up with two dashes of tiki bitters. I don't know what tiki bitters are. Um, only Matthew knows. But I went with one dash of Peychaud's and one dash of Angostura. You know, a little bit of the left and a little bit of the right. Uh, and that's it. That is your um, headless toucan. And um, how does it taste? Like crap, I'd imagine. Mm. It tastes like, honestly, you know what? It tastes a little bit like orange juice. Really? Yeah. I'm kind of surprised. Let me take another swig. <laughs> And folks, while he's taking another swig, yes, I sent Ben a, a, a mock-up of season three of our our what we post on Twitter and and uh, Instagram. I made a mock-up of the recipe thing that we're going to do, and I had to create a filler, as Ben said, for the cocktail. And I just started randomly typing in things. I wasn't thinking about it actually being a full-on cocktail, but Ben being the... Uh, the oh I see a good gig when I when I see it kind of guy he 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 of course ran it for it ran with it this is the same guy that like did dice for his uh, you know, cocktail for a good portion of season one so this doesn't surprise me that he's just willing to just dump anything into a glass and call it a cocktail but uh, you know is there any way that we could have made this cocktail better well folks this is how you learn right and and I do see a thing when I see it that is true. Um, and, uh, um, yeah, this is a, well, this is what I call a learning opportunity because while this cocktail isn't bad, I mean, it, I've had worse, let me put it that way. I've paid for worse at a bar. Um, and so I will say that it's not horrible, but it's not good. 
you know, and uh, but I think a really easy way to correct this is is to get it back onto a standard template. And I think this really does look like a sour to me. So mm. it should have some sour in it. Mm-hmm. And since, you know, we're with rum and we're, you know, and we know that Ben only drinks tiki drinks now, I think it would be appropriate to put uh, to put lime in here. I would probably choose to go with three quarters of an ounce of lime and uh, because I don't like it super tart. But you could go with as much of an ounce. And if I did that to give it to give it balance, I would probably pull back on the orgeat and the pineapple juice. But, you know, I like them together. I think it creates a it creates a a good a good, um, you know, they play well together. And so I would uh, I would probably um, pull them back both by half an ounce. And uh, who knows, maybe that's what I'll drink next week. Um, I I was just thinking that. And I will say that uh, that's one of the great things about home cocktail making is that you can experiment and kind of play around with things. And Ben is exactly right. It was missing an acid in this to balance things out. And it needed something like that. Of course, I didn't think that Ben was actually going to drink this cocktail or make this cocktail in any way. So, uh, but uh, yeah, I think I'm now I'm curious, you know, if you add a little lime and make those little adjustments to the sweetness, I, I wonder if it would be a good cocktail. I think you're too hard on yourself. You do a lot of embarrassing things. This is not one of them. (laughs) All right. Well, you know, thanks. like you, you, thanks. you, even in, even when you weren't thinking about it, you were, you were crafting an almost good cocktail. So, yeah, which you is, know. which is, you know, a lot more than I would have done two years ago. So, you know, I've definitely come a long way, I think. <laughs> that's right. So, anyway, Bob, that's what I'm drinking the Headless Toucan or the typical Ben rum drink, as it were. Back to you. What are you drinking, Matthew? Well, I don't have quite the story that Ben has around his cocktail. Uh, one of the my favorite pastimes is to kind of peruse different uh, social media platforms, whether it be uh, Pinterest or Reddit or, you know, Facebook even. I belong to kind of cocktail uh, pages and follow, you know, cocktail accounts and, and a lot of those areas. And so I just kind of look at things. And at one point I came across a cocktail that intrigued me because it had cherry tomato as one of its ingredients. And I kind of held on to that. I, you know, I, I have an app where I save recipes in. And so I just kind of saved it until last week when we had a dinner that called for cherry tomatoes. And I remembered that. And so I uh, decided to pull out this cocktail and it's called the mariposa, which means butterfly in Spanish. If I, Recall my Spanish four. Uh, that was actually Spanish one or two, to be honest. But uh, but but anyway, I, I'm pretty sure it means butterfly. And to make a mariposa, you take one cherry tomato and chop it a little bit to you know, release the flavors and uh, and place it into a tin, a shaker. And you muddle that a little bit more until you get all the juices and everything kind of flowing. And then you take four basil leaves and you muddle those on top of the tomatoes. And then you add two ounces of white rum, an ounce of lemon juice, an ounce of elderflower liqueur, and a teaspoon to two teaspoons of rich simple syrup, which is a simple syrup that's two to one sugar to water ratio. Uh, what that does adds a little body, gives you and and of course sweetness. So you put all those together in a cocktail shaker. You shake it for ten to fifteen seconds with uh, ice. And then double strain it. Definitely double strain this unless you like uh, tomato pulp floating around in your drink. Uh, Double strain into a chilled coupe glass. Garnish it with uh, maybe half a cherry tomato and a basil leaf. And you've got this really interesting balance between savory and sweet and sour. And I was I was pleasantly surprised. I think the the tomato offers just enough of a kind of a hint of tomato. But really, you, you know, if you didn't know it was there, you we wouldn't be able to quite place that kind of flavor. But it does add something to it. And I'm, I'm enjoying it. So that's what I'm drinking today. The mariposa. Cheers. Mmm, that's a tasty cocktail. Yep, Bob. Yeah, sometimes you just stumble across a winner. This was this was definitely one of them. Well, you know, tomatoes not as crazy in cocktails as it sounds. I mean, it is the the base of the classic hangover cocktail, the bloody sure, mary. Sure, sure. 
But I think that's the outlier of cocktails, right? That's like the that's the one that like you either love or hate it. I don't think there's really any. I mean, like, in who between. hates a Bloody Mary? I, I, I'm I'm not a fan. Oh, really? You're not a fan? You don't just like a good, good old spicy Bloody Mary? No. No, oh. I mean, that's like a meal. Like, you know, and then and and then they <laughs> well, like... look, you don't like, look, no, I don't mean like how they serve it at those horrible brunch places where it comes out with a, with a, you know, like a produce cart, you know, <laughs> yes. just like sticking out of the and yeah. carrots yeah. Yeah. and, no. you know. No, <laughs> no, I mean some V8 and some vodka, you know, and, and like sriracha, you sure. know, like sure. it, this is a little bit of black pepper. Um, you know, I think, that's I think what you've I'm had about. more of experience of hangover uh, relief than than I have, so that's uh, probably where that's coming from. <laughs> anyway, probably, <laughs> probably, uh, probably. Uh, well, speaking of hangovers, Matthew, <laughs> let's hear this segue. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna have one tomorrow after I finish this uh, headless toucan. Um. <laughs> Speaking of hangovers, Matthew, uh, what is you know the cause of of hangovers? Uh, too much booze. That's right, too much booze. And Matthew, that's what we're going to do in season three. We are going to double the output of our cocktail uh, enjoyment. I guess we, we're going to be doubling the input is really, really what's going to be happening. <laughs> right. It's really for us, folks, you know, really. so that we can, yeah. we can drink We're going to be drinking twice as many cocktails in season three. Uh, so, yeah, starting next Thursday, we're going to be kicking off season three. Um, a couple of announcements uh, about that. First of all, I regret to inform everybody. Um, this is really, really hard to say, but um, but Bob will be coming back. <laughs> For season three, <laughs> um, we did lock you know, it in today. Yeah, we, <laughs> we locked. We it signed in. his contract. Uh huh. Yeah, kicking and screaming uh, for me. You know, Matthew <laughs> and Bob seemed really happy with themselves about the arrangement. Um, love you, Bob. You're the best. Uh, yes. I don't get paid enough for this. <laughs> uh, you you got paid plenty today, Bob. <laughs> You got paid plenty today. Um, <laughs> actually, Bob's quite uh, quite cost cost efficient. Uh, I like Bob. The price is just right, buddy. Uh, yeah. So anyway, no, we're going to be so season three. We're actually going to be publishing twice a week. Um, and uh, what does that mean exactly? Well, so we are going to be publishing on Thursdays and Mondays. So we took what we liked about season one, we took what we liked about season two, and we mashed them together. So now we'll be publishing on Mondays and Thursdays, but we're going to be doing something a little bit different. Our shows are going to be, we're going to have one show that is going to be mostly baseball focused, as was the original intent of this show. And uh, one of the shows is going to be very cocktail based because um, over time, Matthew and I have have got become very very fond of of talking about the cocktails crafting the cocktails and and we hope and believe that that many of you have uh, enjoyed that part of the show but we felt like uh we were rambling on about the cocktails maybe a little bit too long at the beginning of the show so what we've decided to do is give the cocktails their due and dedicate an entire show to cocktails once a week so that will be coming out thursdays we will be calling that Giant Cocktails Happy Hour. It will appear here on this stream. So it'll be just part of the Giant Cocktails stream. There's no need to jump over to and subscribe to a different podcast. Um, and then on Mondays, we will be doing our normal baseball show. We will still be drinking cocktails. It will be the cocktails that we talk about on Thursday. So we'll talk about them on Thursday. We'll we'll definitely be drinking them then uh, and then we'll be drinking them again on the show on on mondays um and uh but but we will briefly touch upon them at the beginning of the show and then we will spend more time talking about baseball um you know or, or maybe try to keep the show in around 60 minutes rather than 70 72 as sometimes can happen um and so i mean that's the that's the main gist of it 
Um, like I said, we'll be kicking this off on Thursday, starting with our cocktail show um, in honor of pitchers and catchers reporting this week. Uh, sorry, next week. And uh, yeah, Matthew, do you have anything to add? Anything? Yeah, well, I think the idea of Giant Cocktails Happy Hour is that it won't necessarily be an hour. Uh, we we anticipate that uh, that that Thursday episode to be you know twenty to thirty minutes at the longest, uh, really allowing us to dig deeper into the cocktail. If you're interested in cocktail making, you know that would be a time where you could learn a few things. We're going to share some of the things that we learned, some of the things that we're uh, experiencing with the cocktail that we don't have really the time to get into uh, with our normal giant cocktails podcast. So that is our focus and I hope that everyone enjoys it. And uh, it will be interesting, I think from our perspective to see, you know, what, what kind of response we get from, from doing this uh, little split out of both. Yeah, that's right. If you hate it, let us know and we'll split it off into its own stream. Yeah. Or yeah. you can go pound sand, one of the two. <laughs> and like Ben said, we will still discuss the cocktail in the Giant Cocktails podcast, but we won't go into depth. We will we'll talk about we might talk about the drink, maybe list the ingredients really quickly, and then say if you want to know more, you can go check out our Giant Cocktails Happy Hour segment. Correct. Correct. So yeah, so we're really really excited about it. Um you'll be able to hear us now twice a week. And uh we we hope to see you there. And uh, enough Who else about do you us. hope to see next week? Who else ben? do I hope to see? Um, uh, wow. Um, Who? Let me ask you this. Who is your favorite non-roster invitee? Ooh. Ooh, my favorite non-roster invitee. <sighs> All of them, because any of them is, is at least somewhat half interesting. Because... Sure. Because, but I'm gonna go. I, I'm gonna go with the obvious one, Kyle Harrison. I'm gonna go with the obvious pick. Somebody's I'm gotta excited. say it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because he's the one that. I mean, first of all, he's our top-rated prospect. He is the top-rated uh, left-handed prospect in baseball. He is the one guy that is supposed to be a a top of the rotation guy. He is a difference maker. He is supposed to make a difference this year. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm super excited to see him. Um, I'm really hoping that um, that he puts together a spring a la Logan Webb two years ago and uh, and shows us all what we're in for when he finally makes his appearance um, with the team uh, in um, late May. I mean, I, yeah, you can't argue with probably that. Gonna, probably going to need him. We're going to need him. <laughs> Me, I'm going with Brady Whalen. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm super excited about Brady too. Um, he, he, I hear he is he's... so popular that he doesn't even have a photo on MLB.com. <laughs> it's like I, the he... shadow photo of a, a generic baseball player. Yeah, I hear he's got a beautiful swing. Yeah, or, I, yeah, or follow through. Would you like me to tell you about Brady Whalen? Tell me about Brady Whalen. Bats left. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, bats left throws right. He's a, an infielder. He's six okay. four. 180 Whoa. pounds, and he was born in January of 1998. Um, 6'4", 180? That's, that's what uh, they tell that's me. A, that's a beanpole. All right. And, uh, you know, he's uh, uh, last year, he batted 291 with a 370 on base and a 459 slugging uh, in the minors, uh, ending the season with double A and double A. Uh, and... Never heard of him before, but you know, wow. go Brady Whalen. Oh, and, it, and now I'm looking at it. It says he's a first baseman. Okay, so, well that so. explains the height. I yeah, mean, yeah. It's, You're it's... not gonna have too many uh, tall, you know, second basemen. So no. <laughs> so our search for uh, a backup second baseman continues. There, oh, I thought that was the one. I yeah. thought that was that was we we got our middle infielder. Yeah, me me too. I was getting excited there for a second. No, but okay. So who are you really excited about? Uh, Not saying gosh. that Brady couldn't turn your head, but well, I I think you know Casey Schmidt uh, being another one. He uh, was promoted to AAA right at the end of last season. Uh, there's a lot of talk about him being uh, someone that we could see this year, and and in particular, 
yeah, yeah, his defense uh, could get him onto uh, the squad, particularly if there's an injury. So I, I think I'll be. I'm, I'm interested to see him. What's he's that? Elite. He's an elite. He's an defender. elite defender. That's the word people use around elite, and uh, an elite third baseman. Um, we happen to have lots of people who can play third base on the current team, so uh, they are talking about uh, getting him some reps at shortstop this spring. And uh, which is good because we don't have really any backup shortstops besides uh, our current starting second baseman. So it would be nice to have someone that we could uh, pull in and play shortstop as well. It feels like he's a dark horse to actually make the team. Like, I, I know it won't happen just out of out of out of the gate. But like, I could see a guy who, who kind of it makes he could be a guy who makes some noise, makes people think about it because, you know, they don't have a middle infielder. And while he has come up as a third baseman, if he's that elite, it feels like he should be able to at least handle second base and maybe do a couple of spot, you know, starts at, at shortstop when needed. Agreed. So, you know, way better than J.D. Davis or Wilmer Flores, our other two middle infielders, neither of whom I think either of us want to see at shortstop, right? No. So, so I mean, that is still a big part of the puzzle that, that needs to be figured out. I, I'm really intrigued to see how that plays itself out because I just don't see J.D. Davis or David VR being a guy that they don't go, that they don't break camp with. But yeah, I, I'm I, confused. I'm confused. Yeah, it, it's going to get confusing. It's going to get, uh, yeah, I think, God forbid, if Brandon Crawford pulls a hammy in the spring, you know, there's going to be a lot of, of scrambling and uh, it's not going to be pretty. Uh, but but maybe Casey Schmidt rises to the, the challenge and comes in and fills that void. We, well, we yeah. shall see. That's we one sh- of the great things about spring training and these non-roster invitees. Maybe somebody like Casey Schmidt uh, turns some heads. And he breaks through. Yeah. Um, I, I think the chances of Brandon Crawford playing 162 games are low. So- pretty low. Pretty low. <laughs> So we're, they're going to have to you figure say, Okay, on that note, what would you say over under for Brandon Crawford games played? Ooh, I'm not going to go look at baseball reference even though I want to. Well, you know, uh, number one, I am the uh, I am the company pessimist. Uh, mm-hmm. Number two, Brandon Crawford is getting kind of old. Um, number three, he has been hurt for significant periods i think each of the last couple of seasons and um i'm just kind of a curmudgeon i'm gonna say the over under is 140 Mm. and i'm saying he's under it i think i would go under two last year he played in 118 games oh god it's the mad god but but every other season has been between 138 and 155 Every other full season he's played in, so That's he's been he's been an Iron Man uh, for most of his career. Last year was you know maybe Father Time catching up a little bit, you know. Yeah, that's what I'm going with. I'm going with that. Um, that's a better record than I than I thought. I mean, I know that he wasn't super injury prone, but uh, but yeah, like 118. That that is um, that is what 24 games. Sorry, 44 games that you got to find somebody else to play shortstop. I'm going to count. I'm going to say yes, even though I don't know the, the answer to that. <laughs> well, let's see. It was, yeah, it's 44. It's 44. Right. It's, 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 it's one Willie McCovey. <laughs> um, and, uh, okay. So, okay. It was, I, yeah. So Schmidt, I think is, a, is, is really interesting because I think that, you know, if he is that guy, if he is the middle infielder, then I think we see him a lot this year. Right. Especially yeah. if they're just bringing him up for his glove, right? Which usually usually does translate to the major right. leagues. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so, so I think we will probably be seeing Casey Schmidt maybe a little bit on the old merry-go-round, you know, the taxi squad. He could be were. the Jason Vossler of twenty twenty-three. That's right. Uh, it can't be Jason Vossler because we got more third baseman than we can shake a stick at. Right? <laughs> it's so, not. Jason Vossler has moved on moved to on. another yes. team. Yes. yes. But, um, you know, so and anyway, the, the point still stands. We got too many third basemen and not enough shortstops. Yeah. 
would be nice if we had signed a shortstop in the offseason, Matthew. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they just didn't see a need. I don't know. Yeah, you know how it goes. <laughs> you know how it goes. It was pro- it's probably probably a typical reason. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, my ankle just kind of had a jabbing pain in it when you mentioned that. I don't, I don't know why. I thought it was more like a dull ache. Anyway, uh, a couple of other exciting names. Oh, so first of all, I don't want to skip over Von Brown because I, I do think he is really interesting. I think they're super stacked in the outfield, though. I mean, not with talented defenders, but they don't seem to care about defense. So, right. um, so Von Brown is not going to you know make a case because he plays good defense, and um, uh, he's just not he's not going to make the team. He's, he's just got way too many guys in front of him. Right. I mean, it's a question mark as to whether or not Luis Gonzalez is going to be on the roster. Um, somebody like Von Brown really doesn't. Well, doesn't and I, I think knowing that we have these guys on one year option contracts, uh, I think Von Brown is probably, uh, you know, penciled in for 2024 yeah. rather than 2023. Yeah. I mean, and he could be there for injury, which most certainly will happen uh, yeah. again. Um, and that's not me being a pessimist. That's just reality. Right. Every team deals with injuries and, and there's, they're going to happen. So I, I think he could be, again, on that short list of, of coming up and making a few appearances. No, so we'll, we'll just put Jock Peterson out there. That's just, yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Well, but but then they need somebody to ride the bench, you know. <laughs> hey, maybe it'll be Elliot Ramos. Yeah, he's good at that. Yeah. <laughs> it's the only thing he's good at right now. Um, too soon? Too soon. Too, too, well, uh, yeah. yeah. Who, I, who? Let's hope that Helia uh, Ramos becomes a uh, uh, maybe a prospect once again. Uh, uh, yeah, this is going to be his breakout year. It has to be this year, or it's it has gonna to be. be. Yeah, it's going to yeah. be one of those sad stories. Those uh, could have been, should have been. Uh, Never was. Yeah. Never yeah. was. Yeah. Um, but okay. But yeah, Elliot Ramos. Yesterday's news. Um. You know, Kyle Harrison, probably now today's news, but tomorrow's news. And two guys who did not have good 2022 seasons and are a large reason as to why the Giants minor league system is ranked as being in the bottom half of Major League Baseball and took a significant step backwards in those in those rankings pretty much across the board. Um. R1 Luis Matos and uh, Marco Luciano. Luciano. Uh, I keep saying it Italian. Like he's not Italian. <laughs> he's not Italian. Yeah, but anyway, <laughs> you know who I'm talking about. Anyway, so both of them are on the 40-man roster because they needed to be protected from the Rule 5 draft. Yep. And so now, because they're 40-man uh, roster guys, they get an automatic invite to spring training. So they will also be there. But both of them are probably at least a year, if not two years away. Right. Um, so, yeah, but I, I think Luciano, Luciano has to overcome, you know, his back, you know, problems that he had this last year. So this is this is an important year for him, I think, as far as showing that he's durable and can can play every day and and maybe start producing, uh, which you know he's done in spurts, but uh, you know injuries keep seeming to get in the way. Yeah. Um, and and Matos also struggled with injury and also, but also just took a big backslide. Um, I was reading about him on Baseball Prospectus, which I have a subscription to, which we learned two weeks ago. Yeah. Text me your password. <laughs> oh, what? Didn't hear you. <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> it's like it's been as great. Ninety nine. <laughs> it's the year of my birth. Um uh so i was reading that 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 a few there was a there was some conjecture that matos kind of got screwed up a little bit because they were trying to change his approach at the plate um and that that got into his head a little bit um so you know way to go coaching staff um <laughs> you know uh it's that kind of stuff that makes me wonder if we've got a problem there that needs to be solved has pete done anything yet by the way has pete what's pete doing Besides Pete's avoiding photographs, strong. Pete Pete is all about uh, you know conditioning and being strong. And uh, uh, word on the street is that he is emphasizing that component of development. He's emphasizing getting strong, strength and development. Yeah. Mm. Well, maybe that'll help with injuries. Yeah. Um, is anybody making sure that these guys don't get in their heads too much and mess up a good thing? 
Yeah, they should have a good sports psychologist on on hand for sure. Um, you would think the Giants do because they talk about it a lot. Yeah, they talk they talk a big game around mental health. Um, that's true yeah you know so so hopefully hopefully that is going on but anyway so matos did have a good he, he played in the the arizona fall league uh and he he had a really good showing there both offensively and defensively so um so here's hoping that we see more of that luis matos this year and he kind of regains the um some of the um the luster the luster that he used to have yeah and 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 yeah you're right marco just needs to stay healthy and and have a full season and um i expect big things from both of those guys this year because if they don't i'm afraid farhan Zaidi's just gonna have to go that's not gonna happen no it's so not gonna happen <laughs> i think they stealth signed him to another five-year contract two years ago and they just haven't told anybody yet and they were like this is probably not a good time to announce it oh, no, no. <laughs> that's right <laughs> no no we know this is not the best time yeah we'll we'll we'll, we'll, we'll slip that in somewhere else well Well, so so anyway that's yeah that's that's all exciting stuff yeah and and i think you know this all the news is kind of coming out now as we head into spring training around uh we're starting to get a better picture of 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 what the giants are uh, looking at some of those i think provide bigger questions uh than answers one of them uh, was Gabe Kapler this week coming out and saying that they wanted to give Tyro Estrada uh, some reps in center field. And mm-hmm. I think it kind of goes back to last week when we were talking about, you know, Estrada being the only guy that can steal a base. And, you know, he's kind of their fastest, you know, most uh, uh, athletic person on the team. Uh, with all due respect to Austin Slater, I think, you know, they, they clearly see uh, Estrada as being capable of mm-hmm. playing center field and they want to give him that opportunity, which, okay, he's a right-handed player that can play center field. If he's defensively sound, then that makes a, that makes a good baseball decision, I guess, especially when you're facing left-handers. But then, what do you do with that whole second base spot? Uh, you know, there's there's that, right? <laughs> this is my question. This is my question. Like, so first of all, I love. Can he play I love... both, Ben? Can he like just run back and forth between second base and center field? I think because of the shift rules, that's illegal. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he would have to start on the infield and then run out there as the pitch was being thrown. What if he starts out as a center fielder and sprints into second base? <laughs> I think that would be allowed. Yeah. Yeah. See, the Giants are just that smart, Ben. That's how yeah. they're Yeah. That's how they're going to do it. Yeah. I I do think you are you can technically you could have an extra infielder, I believe. Um I I don't know if you have a limit on the number of infielders that you can have. But even if you did, they could still just stand on the grass right at the edge. And act as a as an extra infielder, but that's neither here nor there. What I like about this, Matthew, is that it basically the way that they're choosing their center fielder is the same way that you and I chose our center fielders when we were coaching six year olds. <laughs> the and kid that's fastest. It was the kid that's fastest. Yeah, no, I, I got to say that I played a lot of center field in my yeah, day. Yeah, I played a lot of catcher because I was the only one who would catch. Yeah, you, you had that mentality. You had that bulldog mentality yeah, that yeah, uh, yeah, could. Yeah. You, know, you didn't mind getting hit in well, the head they with don't baseballs. Call them, and... Yeah, they don't call them the tools of ignorance for no reason. <laughs> um, so... Me, I wanted to be really far away from the ball, so center field was perfect. That was best. I I, I jammed my thumb a few times. Um, but... I will say that my greatest accomplishment in little league baseball was uh, throwing out a guy at first base from center field. My greatest accomplishment was giving up a grand slam where the ball went over the fence, over the stands, and then over the snack bar on the other side of the stands, and then probably hit somebody on the head. No, folks, it's still going. (laughs) Yeah, Matthew was there. He saw it. Oh, man. You've never seen like a 10-year-old hit a ball that hard. I mean... I was impressed. I mean, and I didn't even like that guy. That guy was a big old not nice person, and and I I was like, wow, that was impressive. That was yeah. amazing. He he got called up to uh, you know to the the uh, the majors. The majors, yeah. Uh, the next week or th- yeah. So so you know. Well, you hit a ball like that that's still going. Yeah, they're going to call you up to the yeah. majors. Yeah. 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 <laughs> 
<laughs> anyway, that's how you choose center fielders, and that's how the Giants are choosing their center fielder this year. Is they're just like, who's the fastest? Let's put Tyro out there, and everybody, and then somebody might come up and say, uh, but uh, so so Tyro is our only decent second baseman, and they're like, what are you talking about? We could put JD there or Wilmer. 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 Wilmer is a established second baseman when you had the shift. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, uh, that's so, true. you know, uh, it'll be interesting to see how that, that shakes out. Yeah, he's a Kentian uh, uh, second baseman. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, I think about, I think, well, yeah, that's, that's I think, being, maybe not giving Kent Kind enough credit, to be honest. No, but, for yeah. sure. Kent was better than that. As we, as we discussed, as we discussed a couple of weeks ago, Kent was a, an average infielder, an average second baseman. <laughs> Uh, I don't think Wilmer is an average second baseman. Um, I would think I would rather have J.D. Davis there, and I doubt he's an average second baseman. So Tyro is barely an average second baseman. Yeah. But now well, we're hoping he's going to be an above-average center fielder? I... This well, but this is the Giants. Thing. This is the Giants. The Giants are, are smart, Ben. They're smart, and they start thinking about all the ways that they can, like, you know, kind of get over on the establishment, you know, and and this yeah. is just classic Giants uh, baseball here. Let's let's put guys in positions that they're not used to playing, but it will all work out. <laughs> you see, you'll watch. When has that worked out for them, Lamont Wade Jr. Maybe. <laughs> Like, maybe. Like, when has this worked, putting a guy in a position that he is not comfortable with? Oh, you know what? I was reading one of these articles where they were talking about Tyro, and they mentioned Doobie. Doobie Doobie was the last guy that they put in center fielder, and at center field, and it worked. You know, of course, every now and then he would lose concentration. Yeah, well, you know, you're out in the center field. There's a lot to look at. Yeah, anyway. Uh, so Doobie also has a World Series ring now, so. Correct, correct, because he was good at defense. Let that sink in. <laughs> he has a World Series ring because he was good at defense, and the Giants cut him because he was only good at defense. Traded him, to be clear. Traded. Yeah. Traded. And, the, and, and then, then cut the guy they traded for. <laughs> That's right. right. So. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Pamplemousse Caban, whatever his name was. <laughs> he was, um, the, he was the, the, the sable of uh, the, that season. Oh, come on. He was better than Sable. Well, we couldn't remember his name, though. So just... <laughs> oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I just, I, I mean, mm, like, okay. Yeah, Tyro's going to play center field. Sure. I mean, you know, at least, uh, hey, you know what? If they break camp saying that, yeah, Tyro's going to be our, our starting center fielder against left-handers, because uh, that way we can get another right-handed bat in there. Um, you know, I will actually be glad, Matthew. Really? Yeah. Because at that time, Kyle Harrison, Casey Schmidt, Vaughn Brown, Luis Matos, Marco Luciano, they'll all have been, they'll all have gone back to Sacramento. Well, extended spring training. And the Giants will now have one of the most boring rosters in baseball. And at least I will have something to look forward to as I listen on the radio. Because, folks, I'm not watching on TV, I'm not watching online, and I'm certainly not buying tickets because I'm not rewarding this regime with ratings or money for the first half of this season. But I am going to pay attention and uh, I need something to look forward to, Matthew. I need to. I need to hold my breath every time a ball is hit out to to Tyro to see what happens. <laughs> yes, yes. The, the team is boring. We're going to make it exciting by putting players in positions that they've never played before. Come watch this grand experiment. <laughs> you want to see a baseball bounce in directions you never thought possible? <laughs> I give you the 2023 San Francisco Giants. Um, yeah, the I mean, Padres this... may sell, may turn people away at FanFest, but we've got Tyro Strada <laughs> in center field. Oh, FanFest. Uh, hmm. We did say we were going to talk about that, didn't we? Only in that, just that, right? The 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 fan fest this weekend. The Giants say they they drew, what was it fifteen to twenty thousand uh, people for fan fest? Uh, I'm pretty sure that includes people in McCovey Cove. Yeah, the uh, joggers are along along the uh, 
Along the, the Esplanade there. Esplanade, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, probably people parked at the red light right outside mm-hmm. Billy Mays Plaza. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Seagulls sound like bus. people. Seagulls yeah. sound like people when they're you know, when they're squawking. Sometimes. Sure, sure. Yep. So yeah. I'm sure those are included in that that count. Yeah, they were they were including everyone. Meanwhile, the Padres turn people away from their fan fest. I mean, I, I mean, it, it's. You, you, I don't understand how that happens. I mean, you know, they only have Juan Soto, um, Machado, Machado, Tatis Jr. I mean, they only have like big names up and down their lineup for people to come see. I, I, I just, why would that happen? I have, yeah, I have no idea. Um, uh, yeah. Why would people show up to watch one of the, the great lineups in baseball? (laughs) I, I have no, I have no idea. Uh, I, I just, you know, I want to see, you know, Tyra Strada in center field. That's that's what I want to see. <laughs> right, right. I mean, you know, the uh, I'm sure there were lots and lots of people there to see Michael Conforto. Uh, you know, and it was raining. It was raining. So that probably hurt Giants Fan Fest as well. And I'm sure the Giants brass are probably explaining it away that way in their offices. Well, it was raining. <laughs> it was raining. That's why nobody came. It was yeah. raining. It's a, once once they with... see our amazing team on the field, they'll they'll come running. <laughs> I think we should just play Don't Stop Believing one more time. Let's all get it together. <laughs> Don't stop believing and give him a brat. <laughs> and and you know, one of those shrinking chicken fingers. Look, yeah. yeah let's well, give him that. Yeah. And uh and then and some garlic fries, and it's good, right? Yeah. Garlic <laughs> well, fries. Garlic and fries would, would, would come a long way for me. I, I gotta admit. <laughs> okay, so so the garlic fries, even though they're they're old hat, they were exciting. Yeah. They were exciting when when the stadium opened. Uh the lines for that used to be just down the entire, uh, you know, the lines. That's true. So long, That's true. Yeah. You had to go early if you wanted to get them. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. No. I mean, you know, I'm tired of sounding like this. I think I really need, I really need the season to start. I really need, <laughs> I need things to start happening because I'm just tired, tired of sounding like the, the cranky curmudgeon. But this is—it's just so boring. This roster is boring. The stadium is boring. I mean, like the only reason I would go there is to buy an upper seat, tic- upper deck ticket, and just enjoy the view. I—I <laughs> uh, I, ye of little faith, Ben. Okay, you know, I next week we are going to do our. Uh, well, actually, no, we won't do our predictions that early. But I, I think we should do our way too early predictions, maybe around you know what you expect from from this team because. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, different thoughts, I think, on the Giants, uh, uh, you know, ranging from below 500 to slightly above 500. <laughs> so, so, yes, folks, it's know, a five-game range. It's uh, yeah, the difference between 80 and 85 wins, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, last year they 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 got you know the their what Pythagorean record was uh, was actually better than their actual record. So, which indicates that uh, they were a little unlucky. So, you know, this year they've you know conceivably have more power. Hot take: Giants lead the National League in home runs next year. You know, I I'm not saying that they're not above average. And that's all I'm willing to say at this point. Okay. Well, that's pretty enthusiastic response for you. I'm just saying that they're boring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is pretty enthusiastic. They're, <laughs> they're above average. You know, I think they're gonna they're gonna play meaningful games the last week of the season and just and miss the wild card by like three games. You know, there there there's my early season take. But oh. uh, you know. And, uh, I say they squeak into the third wild card spot on the last day of the season, Ben. That's my hot take. Wow. <laughs> and you know what the difference is between the two things that we just said? It's like two like games. Two wins. <laughs> two wins. <laughs> and, Kyle Harrison pitches yeah, a complete game yeah. shutout in the last Look, game of the season. You know, we're quibbling over like, are they 51% or are they 49%? They're boring. <laughs> That's what they are. They're boring. But any team in the playoffs is exciting, Ben. Uh, for three games in another city. <laughs> all right. All right. Fair. <laughs> uh, well, but anyway, uh, you know, I, 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 I it, it's, it's, you know, I, here's, here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say this before I pound the second half of my cocktail. 
The off-season is never good for me. I become a dark and bitter person because there's no baseball. And, um, and uh, I, I'm... I, I would argue that you're already a dark and bitter person. It just comes out. Yeah, it no comes baseball. out. It comes out, and, and I am, you know, it's been, it's been way too long. It's been way too long without baseball. It's been way too long without Giants baseball. And I need I need to hear the pop of the ball and the glove. I need to hear the 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 bat on the ball, um, and to, to 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 start you know getting me excited and yes. being like you know yeah maybe this eighty four win team is an eighty seven win team yeah yes. yeah on that same note I need to hear Gabe Kapler say they put real good swings on the ball they they were they did you know they were aggressive they did what swing. we asked them to do. Yes, yes. That's I can't wait to hear that again. You yeah. Know, uh, oh, he's swinging his pitches. That's right. <laughs> God. Damn. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, I, and I think you know Luis Matos is like, what are they talking about? I don't understand. <laughs> no like, comprendo. Yeah, he's no. like, man, whatever they're telling me to do, it's not working. <laughs> if I and I do have a master's degree in sports psychology, I could I could honestly tell Luis, see ball, hit ball. Yeah, I think he needs more yeah. of that. See ball, hit yeah. ball. Yeah. Um, and, and he needs a, a, a lot less, uh, Gabe Kapler in his ear hole. <laughs> you know what? That's the other thing. I haven't complained about Gabe Kapler in months. What's going on with that? Like how, I, what you just been saving it up? Well, he doesn't manage during the off season. This isn't his fault. This, this, <laughs> this dumpster fire wasn't his fault. He's just got to manage it, you know? And honestly, like the fans are going to be like, oh, Gabe Kapler sucks. And I am not a Gabe Kapler apologist, but fans, you are, you, you, if you're going to be complaining about Kapler, you're going to be complaining about the wrong guy. You know, it's, it's like, it's like complaining to the people, you know, on the Titanic about there not being enough boats, <laughs> you know, not their fault, you know, they're going to die too. So it's like, you know, Gabe Kapler is going to lose. Well, I guess he's going to lose 77 games is what I'm saying, but. You know, whatever. Gabe Kapler, manager of the year. <laughs> Thanks, Bob. Once upon a time, yes. Once upon and a time. And maybe once again, Bob, right? Are you drunk? <laughs> yes, a little bit. That's <laughs> Thanks. the whole point Thanks, of this, Bob. Bob. Thanks, Things Bob. Get, <laughs> things get a little bit more optimistic at the end of this episode, for sure. Uh, uh, you know, I just don't want like the season's about to begin, and you're all like downer, Debbie. You know, no, this and... is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. It's it's the off season. You know, it's just it's ruined me. Um, you know the the Forty ers aren't going to be playing in the Super Bowl, and not that I really you know care that strongly about it. You know, um, but at least but it's it, a diversion until the season. Yeah, starts, at least it's right? a diversion, and... and I think that's really the point. You know, because like I don't really care that much about the Forty ers being knocked out and having one of the worst. You know quarterback scenarios in the history of football it's just kind of like oh that's too bad for them that just tells you how much i love the giants and how much i love <laughs> baseball and it hasn't happened and we had a really bad off season i i think i think it's reasonable that i'm cranky but it's also i recognize that i'm cranky and maybe i've been a little too hard on them you know we talked about this last week you know maybe maybe Foran is the dark wizard and he's got it all figured out and you know what? I need the magic to start. I need the magic to start. So good riddance to to 2022. Here's to 2023. And I'm going to I'm going to gulp this now. Yeah, that 151 rum is going to Good thing we're wrapping this up soon cuz things will get <sighs> ugly here in a few minutes. That's why I did that because I was like, wow, I got to <laughs> I got to get the show on the road if I'm going to drink this thing before oh. I don't want to pass out. And my 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 little dainty mariposa is just you know I'm I'm you know definitely not the kick that you just you just downed. Mm. Well, I don't even have 151 rum. I got to get me some. Maybe as the season uh, gets worse and worse, I just I'll just get you know more and more powerful <laughs> boots. It did actually help me with the 49ers game, so I, I feel like that could be a lesson learned for for the Giants. Well, there the you go. The more powerful the booze, the easier it is to digest. Yeah. There's the optimist that we know and love. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if that's not a healthy drinking uh, approach to drinking, I don't know what is. <laughs> if it hurts, hey. you're not drinking enough. That's right. 
That's right. Uh -huh. There's nothing that hurts that much that can't be solved with booze. And <laughs> and so, you know, we, we can learn that together in season three. We're going to even have a whole extra podcast to learn about booze. That's so, right. you know, that's that's for that's to, to distract us. <laughs> from uh, the inevitable pain of a giant's regular season. Right. All right. Well, we we are we are nearly done with our hour now, Matthew. If not, I know. in fact, we are, and we still haven't answered <gasps> the, the trivia, trivia question. question. I'm glad. See, I'm glad you're you're paying attention. Yeah. Um, see. All right. I I was not good at the beginning of the show because I wasn't. I didn't have any alcohol in me, and now. No. Now, now you're greased it. Now you're good, huh? No, I've I've added a new tool to my to my podcasting ways, and now I'm like aware of time. Yeah, it's, that's, it's this that's, magical that's thing called a clock. Yeah, yeah, maybe you've heard of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So if you recall, the question was, who holds the highest single season WAR in Giants history? And I know some of you were thinking, oh, it's got to be Barry Bonds, right? Of course, obviously. And and that would be a good guess. He actually has the tied for the third highest. War in Giants history. Uh, but a gentleman named Amos Russi from the 1894 New York Giants <laughs> has the highest war in Giants history with a 13.7 war. Wow. And what did Amos do to get a 13.7 war, you ask? He pitched in 52 games. No, I'm sorry. He pitched in 54 games, 50 of them being starts, which led the National League in starts that year. He uh, he also had three shutouts that year, which led the league. He had a 2.78 G uh, ERA, which also led the league that year. Interestingly enough, he led the league in both walks and strikeouts that year, and he gave up more walks than he struck out. He walked 200 and he struck out 195, but his ERA plus, that 2.78, was 188, which means he was 88% above league average in his ERA. The man was on fire that year and uh, leads all Giants in history with a season war. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And and if you're just in case you're you're wondering, so uh the second highest war was twelve point three, but not technically with the New York Giants, it was with the New York Gothams. Uh a guy named Mickey Welch. Mickey Welch. And Mickey Welch was also he was a pitcher and outfielder, and so that contributed to his overall war. And then but the third highest in Giants history was uh Barry Bonds. And uh, Christy Matheson tied for oh, and a guy named well, you probably know Joe McGinnity. Yes, Joe uh, all all three of them had eleven point nine uh, war in one of, in their best seasons. Uh, wow. Okay. Well, so both Joe and Amos are Hall of Famers. They're one of the many early Hall of Famers. The they're two of the early Hall of Famers that the Giants have that makes them the team with the most Hall of Famers. Um. And uh, yeah, Joe McGinnity. Uh, earlier, I mentioned Gabby Hartnett. Uh, those of you who are smart know that he played for the Cubs uh, his entire career. He was obviously not a giant, um, <laughs> but uh, just wanted to to clear that up. Um, uh, so, so no, it, it was not Gabby. Gabby was not uh, not the the guy with the highest WAR. Um, I will say this though: his highest WAR was uh, five point one in uh, nineteen thirty for the Cubs. So no, no Amos Russi. No, no Amos Russi. But he did no. win an MVP award. Uh, but he never won a World Series. Oh, sad for him. Oh, snap. Oh, my God. I'm wrong. Uh-oh. He was a giant. <laughs> Gabby Hartnett was a giant in his last season. Oh, man, there's a fan out there that's yelling at the podcast right now and is so relieved that I just saw that. Yes. Here's yes. to you, buddy. You're the smartest fan. <laughs> wow, Gabby Hartnett, former giant. Who knew? All right. Well, on that note, we should probably wrap this up. Yeah, let's wrap it uh, up. And uh, so next week, look out for our first episode of Giant Cocktails Happy Hour on Thursday, our normal uh, day. And then we will 
Uh, then we'll be starting with uh, n- another full-on baseball episode on Monday, the following Monday. So uh, follow, don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, we'll be posting our recipes up uh, both times we publish. And uh, at Giant Cocktails at both Twitter and Instagram, as well as uh, good old Mastodon. And I'm thinking I'm doing a TikTok. Do you think I should do a TikTok? Oh, I don't dance pretty well, but I, I feel like I feel like the kids are, are in TikTok and we should probably be there. Oh man. Okay, look, if we're gonna do a TikTok, then I feel like we need to share this account or something. It can't oh, just absolutely. it can't just I, be I was you. hoping that you would just do the TikTok, actually. I was hoping that you would be, you know, just breaking out your dances, you know. There might be reasons that I might be able to take on uh something like that in the future. We'll discuss later. Okay. All right. Uh, just you heard it here first. Ben's going to be uh, hosting our TikTok uh, account uh, in the near future. Oh, no. All right. <laughs> oh, no. What have I done? Oh, you can think about that until next week, Ben. Until then, cheers, my friend. Cheers, Matthew. Bye, everybody. Bye. Join us next time for the Giant Cocktails Podcast. Until then, bottoms up.